You're listening to the Hexa Kiss Podcast, where innovation and discussion inspires creativity. I recently caught up with Professor Sugata Mitra. He's a professor of education at Newcastle University, and I asked him what soul self-organised learning environments were all about. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of obvious in a way, and uh, maybe I shouldn't have taken 20 years to find it. It's that children can learn by themselves um, if they have resources. Resources used to be expensive. Mm. Then the internet came along and resources became free. So therefore, if you put the two things together, groups of children can use those free resources to learn anything. Sugata's research challenges almost everything that we hold dear to us as educators with the educator leading a learning activity at the front of a classroom i was interested to hear his views about how the profession itself felt about his research well it's actually there there are two two parts of the existing model one is what you just said the teacher as the deliverer of content the second is the use of a brain for storage because it was created at a time when we didn't have the concept of any other way of storing information except inside our own brains. Um, Now both those premises are are gone. Uh, Content is everywhere. And uh, you don't need to use your brain to store things. There are hundreds of cheap ways to store things and recall them. And I think that's what the children find uh, are puzzled by. That why does the school... A, tell them things which they could find out very easily for themselves. And B, why does the school insist that they should remember all this when they can have access to it at any point in time? I asked Sugata whether he thought that his research was actually challenging everything we know about education. Oh, absolutely. But uh, we, you ain't seen nothing yet. Is what comes to mind because uh, uh, let, let me let me put a little brain teaser for your listeners. Imagine a situation where a pencil lead has a tiny camera inside it. You are sitting in an examination hall. You point your pencil at the question paper. It photographs it and puts it up on Facebook. In your ear, there is a tiny invisible little speaker, and people find out the answers to the questions using the web and have them read out to you. Now that situation is maybe less than five years away. So what would that do to assessment? It would destroy assessment completely. So when the day comes when a user can invisibly access the internet, meaning you cannot tell whether he's accessing the internet or not, education as we know it will, will, have to, will be destroyed. It will be a discontinuous change in education because when I speak, how does the listener know, and this is again a question to your listeners, how do you know this is Sugata Mitra speaking? How do you know I'm not reading off a web page? You don't, there's no way to tell anymore. Just as in a supermarket, there is no way to tell whether the till clerk knows arithmetic or not. Even more fundamentally, you would say, oh, but that's terrible that they don't know arithmetic. I would say we should question that. Are the days of arithmetic over? Do we not need that skill anymore? I was very interested to hear whether Sugata had a view that the education system would be putting children or exam candidates into Faraday cages. And so I asked him about whether we were really ready for this kind of change. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and it, it even brings up the question of what what is education for? Up till now, you would say education is for life. It, it's it's to enable you to live, which means that your any decision that you take in your life, your education and your background helps you to take that decision. Um, but if you wanted to take a decision at this point in time, you can take that decision using the internet and get the opinions of you know a billion people to help you at any point in time. Do we need an? Do you need an education at all? I'd heard a lot about Sugata's granny cloud and was very keen to understand more about the concept. Well, I I found uh, through an experiment uh, in 2007, I had found that children can learn very complicated things by themselves, but that the quality of their learning actually improves if there is a friendly, but not necessarily knowledgeable mediator. In other words, a grand parent, a grandmother or a grandfather. So all you have to do is just stand behind the child and say, wow, how did you do that? That's fantastic. When I was your age, I could have never done it. You children are so clever these days. And to show off to you, the child will outperform himself or herself. And particularly if they're in groups, they, they just love doing this. So I put out a little appeal in the Guardian newspaper once saying, if you're a British grandmother and if you have broadband and a web camera, then can you give me one hour of your time per week for free? Um, in about a week, I got uh, 200 grannies. Uh, you know, British grandmothers are very energetic lot. Uh, so I probably know more British grandmothers than anyone in the universe right now, and uh, they uh, form what's called the granny cloud. I'm being a little unkind because there are also younger women there, there are young men, there are grandfathers, and so on. But it's basically that there are teachers who form a cloud on the internet who offer one hour of their time per week for free. Uh, If a school is in need, then you beam them over Skype into the classroom or into a child's home or whatever it is. And we've done, I think, to date about I don't know six, seven hundred hours of instruction uh, in all over India, Colombia, and, and you know schools uh, mm. in, in many different places. And uh, the children just love their British grannies. I asked Sugata how universal he thought his findings were, and whether what he's learned could be applied to any school anywhere on the planet. No matter how many times I illustrate this method of self-organized learning, there are always people who say it won't work with our children. Um, I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I, I haven't been able to figure that one out. But yes, it has happened all over the world. And what is even more satisfying is that. It's not been pushed at people. People have asked for it. Sugata's research isn't without its critics, and any amount of research, you'd very quickly discover that there are some very big players who are highly critical of his findings. I was interested to find out what he thought about that. Yes, there are uh, um, uh, there are quite a few, and and uh, and perhaps even justifiably so. Um, uh, people who believe that education does need to be highly structured. Uh, that uh, discipline is something that should be brought in from the outside. Mm. See, my method is all about everything coming out of the child from the inside. But I think it's it's not just my view. It's been around for hundreds of years now, from different educationists, and they've always had their supporters and they've always had their detractors. Um, we still don't know who is right. I was interested in whether Sugata thought here was an opportunity of him becoming overexposed, and he's very much on the speaking circuit at the moment. And how he felt about all the miles he was clocking up. Yes, I, I, I'm not entirely happy about it because uh, I, I think I've, I, I'm reaching the point where if I if I keep talking like this, then very soon there'll be nothing more to say. 
because I wouldn't be doing a stroke of work. With all this research uh, presentation material, I wondered how much time Sugata actually spent in the classroom with young people. Yes, I mean, I, I love doing that. I, I, I love going to the schools and doing the stuff hands-on. Uh, I don't like the idea of a research assistant, you know. But uh, there is a lot, lot of unanswered questions. There are many things to be done, you know. And uh, I need to do those things so that the talks will become a little more interesting. If you'd like to know more about Sugata Mita, you can find him on Facebook. You can find him all over the web. Do be careful when searching for Soul, uh, because just looking for S-O-L-E will bring a whole range of fabulous shoes up, and that won't be what you're looking for, unless, of course, you're in the market for shoes. Uh, you will probably want to uh, search on the word self-organised learning environment. Um, he's also a TED Prize winner of uh, biblical proportion, and if you want to pop across and download the free Soul Toolkit, you'll find it on the TED website. That's ted.com forward slash pages forward slash soul underscore toolkit. And that's a free download and PDF format about how you can get inspired by child-driven learning. This was me, Russell Prue, chatting with the brilliant Professor Sugata Mitra. You're listening to the Hexakiss Podcast, where innovation and discussion inspires creativity with Russell Prue, broadcasting across the Anderton Tiger Radio Network.